Good morning. Before we get too far along, I want to do a couple of housekeeping things. Um, everybody should have one of these. Do you have a picture of that, Carrie? You can put it up on the screen. No? Everybody have one of these? Raise your hand if you do not have a covenant. There it is. You should have one of those. If you don't have one, um, there are some being passed out. Um, in the meantime, I'll just talk for a second about what we are doing. Today there's um, a sort of, of a, a conglomeration of two different things going on, one of which Mike has mentioned is Epiphany, and the second of which is the beginning of our Covenant Month here at St. Paul's. And these two things, um, to me, go hand in hand, and we will we'll see that in a second. But I just want to draw your attention, before we get going, to this, this document. This is um, hopefully going to enable you to um, prepare for 2013. What, what, what is this covenant that we have entered into by God? What does it mean to be in relationship with Him? And what specific focus is He going to bring to your life for 2013? And so over the next four weeks, we're going to hit on a number of topics. Today we will talk about um, receiving God's gift of grace. What does that look like? We're going to look at the passage in Hebrews, what it used to look like, um, and what it looks like for us today. Next week we will get on into growing in God's grace. Once we've received His grace, what does it mean to continue to follow Him? What does that look like in our lives? Um, Living and giving in God's grace. What does a life of grace look like? Not how do we grow at this point, but what, is it, what does it look like? What does it mean to live and to give and to be thankful and generous um, based on the grace of God? And then the last week, stepping out into God's grace. Where is God calling us to take a chance? To do something maybe we haven't done before. To serve Him in a way that maybe we haven't served Him. And all this is going to be based on covenant. Now this covenant is, is not something we do for God The covenant is something God has done for us. Covenant is something that God has done for us. And that's what we are going to um, investigate. And then so you'll see in your tab, this is where we're going with everything right here. Growing in Grace 2013 Covenant. By the end of this four weeks, this is what we are hoping to achieve. Pray and ask the Lord to speak to you the area or areas in which he'd have you grow in 2013. Write a prayer to the Lord asking Him to give you His Holy Spirit power, His Holy Spirit power to grow you in 2013. Um, We even started the prayer for you. Dear Lord, thank you. Help me. So that's where we're going. So think about your lives these next four weeks. Think about an area that God really wants to work on you in 2013. What is that? Where do you need some work? Where do you need um, some grace? Where do you need perhaps maybe an epiphany? a revelation of who God is and what He's done for you. Where do you need that in your life? Um, we'll see if God will help us zero in on that, and, and this will be our particular focus or your particular focus for um, 2013. So we will start today on receiving Christ. Receiving Christ. If we want to be in a covenant with the Lord, we've got to know this man, Jesus Christ. We have to have received him. Now, many of you are thinking, well, I've done that. Can I get on with that? Can I get beyond that somehow? No, you can't. 
You can't get beyond that. It's not like this is a starting point. Oh, I've received Christ. Now let me go, um, go on to bigger and better things. It, it, receiving Christ is the beginning and the end of our faith. It's the beginning and the end. We start there and we end up there because we have to receive him daily, day in and day out. We have to receive him daily. Our passage in Hebrews this morning um, illustrates this quite nicely, I think, and it does so in a comparison with um, the Old Covenant. Jesus Christ has issued a new covenant. He said, um, I am the way to God. I am grace. I am truth. If you're in a relationship with me, you're in a relationship with God. The Old Covenant, um, God, again, he invites his people into relationship, but there is a continual striving to maintain that relationship on a part of the nation of Israel. God initiates it, but they are trying to stay in. They're, they want to do everything they can not to get out of it. And that's the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. We see that so clearly in Hebrews this morning. And what we have then is we have a problem. We have a problem. Because the Old Covenant ends up being this continuous cycle of, I can't quite get it there yet. I can't quite atone for my sin. I can't quite... Um, I can't quite get in that right relationship with God, so I keep doing the same thing over and over and over. So let's jump in. If you have a Bible or a, um, a phone with a Bible, or if you don't have any of that, it'll be up on the screen. Um, we're in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8. And the author of Hebrews here is, is reflecting, he's offering some commentary on Psalm number 40, which is the one we read together. And, and he puts this psalm on Jesus' lips. He reads it and he says, this is a psalm about the Messiah. This is a psalm about Jesus. And he puts it on Jesus' lips and he, he begins like this. And this is complicated, so just follow with me and I think you'll be in, enlightened. I hope the Holy Spirit will enlighten you. But, but here we go, verse 8. When he said above, so he's referring to Jesus... You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. So, first of all, we see this psalm and we see this passage in Hebrews and we see there's two things going on. The law has commanded Israel to offer these sacrifices. These offerings, these burnt offerings, as an atonement for sin. And so basically how it works is you're, um, you're an Israelite and you're going about your daily life and you sin and you go offer a sacrifice to cover up that sin. And what do you do the next day? You sin again. And so you offer another sacrifice to cover up for that sin. And then in addition to that, there's... there's um, the priests, the Old Testament priests, are offering sacrifices for the whole nation of Israel, especially once a year, a sacrifice for atonement for all of the sins that came before it. But what happens the next day? They sin again. And so this cycle, you see it, it keeps going on and on, and, and they're offering these sacrifices for sin, and, and they get kind of caught up in that. And what this is saying is that's not what God wants us to be doing all the time. You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in these sacrifices. 
You don't want them. You don't take pleasure in them. You're frankly sorry, God, that we have to keep doing them over and over and over again when we could be doing better things. Proclaiming the gospel, serving God, it's this this endless cycle. And so it goes on. Behold, I have come to do your will. I don't want to do these sacrifices over and over again. I have come to do your will. These two things are contrasted. So instead of continually trying to atone for my sin, to make up for my shortcomings, we are called to do the will of God, to follow him and to serve him. And so it goes on. He, now the author is referring to Jesus, has done away with the first in order to establish the second. He has done away with the first, with the sacrifices, with the constant striving, with the repetition over and over again, doing the same things to achieve the same results. He has done away with that. And he has established a way for us to know God and to serve God without this constant um, worry about our sin. He has done away with the first in order to establish the second. If you go on to verse 10, by that will we have been sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. By that will we have been sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Jesus came, born as a a, a little baby, walked on this earth teaching and preaching and healing, and he obeyed God, just like like it says. He, He didn't offer a bunch of sacrifices. He just obeyed God perfectly, and that obedience led to the ultimate sacrifice. Do you see that? By that will, by the will of Jesus Christ, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. He made one sacrifice, not a repetition, not this endless cycle. He made one sacrifice once and for all for us. So you see how that works. There's the old and this sort of endless cycle of sacrifice, and then there's the new, this one sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Do you see this problem in your life? Do you see this, this sort of repetition? It's, it's New Year's. Um, what are we? It's January 6th. Anybody make resolutions on January 1st? Raise your hand. Anybody? Y'all, do people don't do that anymore? I, I bet you did in your head. Um, or maybe you've just given up. <laughs> maybe you've just given up. It's been six days. That's way too long to hold any one resolution. And so you've just you've, you've given it up. But... but this problem, we're so prone to it, is, um, well, I forget who says this, but the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, hoping to achieve a different result. Doing the same thing over and over, hoping to achieve a different result. How many of you are stuck in that cycle? It could be um, your whole life could feel like that, or maybe it's one area of your life, but I guarantee you, if you think long and hard enough, there is something in you that keeps trying and striving to, to fix itself, to fix yourself, and you can't do it. That's the problem we're in when we, when we do try to do this on our own. When we, uh, when the, in the Old Testament, when they tried to make sacrifices on their own, they just simply weren't good enough. 
They couldn't get the job done. And so we have this solution, Jesus Christ. And then um, we read on, and this is a great image. Um, Every priest, every Old Testament priest, stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. Every priest stands daily offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. On and on it goes. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God. So you have this image of standing and striving and doing the same thing over and over again. And then you have this image of Jesus sacrificing once and for all, and sitting down. It is finished, friends. It is finished, sitting down at the right hand of God. And so, what we need to think about um, in this this covenant month is, uh, what I want want, want to challenge you on is, what what is this area of your life um, that you are trying to, do yourself, that you haven't received Christ in. Because when you received Christ, you you laid down these things. You laid down trying to make yourself better. You laid down trying to make yourself holy. When you receive Christ, you, you give that up to somebody else. You give it up to our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the, the challenge for us, for most of us, um, I would say, are Christians. A few of you uh, maybe are not, and, and I'm, I hope you're hearing this, but the challenge for most of us Christians is to realize that we have to give all of ourselves up because we're too busy trying to do what we're supposed to do, what good, holy people are supposed to do and what we're supposed to look like, and we think, well, I will be a better Christian if I can just fix this in my life. Or if I can just fix that. Or if I can stop looking at this. Or stop doing that. What is it? That you're just hanging on to and trying to give up. And you're thinking, maybe God will finally love me if I just let it go. And you can't do it, can you? You can't do it. You keep doing the same things over and over and over again. You refuse to accept Jesus into that part of your life. What is that? Where is that area? This, um, the next four weeks, we're hoping, and it's my prayer, that, that the Holy Spirit will shed light on that, that it will open it up, that there will be a, an opportunity for you to let go of something that's been dragging you down, or maybe to take on something that you've been meaning to do and you simply cannot do. And so the challenge then this morning is simply to find out what is that? Where is that area that I need to receive Christ again? Because the new covenant says you don't have to do it yourself. You can't do it yourself. The old covenant says keep trying. You might get there eventually. And the new covenant says no. You won't get there. You never will. Unless you accept Jesus Christ. Unless you receive him. Receive his power and his glory. So then the challenge is this, and this is, I want to throw it out there, and you're going to spend a few weeks working with it and figuring out how it's going to happen. Um, but maybe this is, this is your, your first time hearing something like this. 
that it's not about becoming holy or making yourself holy or trying to do the right things, but it's about receiving the love of our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself up once and for all. He died on a cross, the ultimate sacrifice for your sin and for my sin. Maybe you've never heard that before, or maybe it's really finally sinking in, um, and you're ready to receive that, and I thank you for that, and I, I praise God for that. So, so we'll pray through that. Is, is that what God is calling you to do, to receive that for the first time? But for many of us, we just need to stop trying to prove ourselves. Stop trying to prove to everybody else how good we are and how holy we are and how great a Christian we are. Stop doing that and come to the cross. Receive Jesus again and again and again. Let him into an area of your life that you never thought he would would have any business in. Can you do that? Can you make that commitment this morning? Can you offer yourself in these next four weeks to say, God, what is it? Because I guarantee you, if you ask the question, if you're willing to say, show me, Lord, he will show you. Now, it's not going to be easy. It won't probably be real fun, at least at first. Um, It's actually going to be hard. But if you've received Christ and you want to receive him again, you've got to ask that question. Show me, Lord, where I need to receive you once again. And then pray and read your scriptures and find out what that area is and what what he's going to do about it. So I'm going to close in prayer, and then um, Mike is going to offer us a chance to make that commitment. Lord Jesus, I pray now you would even even now, be, be turning hearts of stone um, into soft and welcoming hearts. Show us, Lord, where we need you, where we need to receive you again. Give us an epiphany, a revelation of who you are and what you want to do in our lives. Amen.